the HSE has found it uh, has some clean backup data and is slowly restoring its services, but it promises it'll be a slow process. The effect is likely to be greater in hospitals run directly by the HSE rather than in the large voluntary hospitals, although radiology and diagnostic services are expected to be hit across the board. And I was shocked to hear this morning is that a lot of people, they can't contact them because they don't have your telephone number. This is how bad this is. If you are underestimating how bad this is, this is how bad it is. They don't actually have your telephone number to ring you to say, listen, your appointment is cancelled. Uh, you know, we'll get on to you as soon as we have another appointment. We'll have to sort it out. So to give me a bit more information, I'm going to speak to Adrian Weckler, who's the tech editor of the Irish Sunday Independent. Adrian, this is an absolute undignified mess, isn't it? Yeah, it is, absolutely. Um, I mean, you mentioned the, the lack of, phone numbers. I mean, two or three days ago, the HSE um, not only told all its staff, but actually put out public messages in social media in case its staff had no way of being contacted by them. Don't turn on your PCs. You know, so um, like, they, many uh, workers in HSE or hospitals affected by this wouldn't have had the, even the the possibility of of getting into this and to look up your phone number. So, um, well, I mean, well, let's let's look at this in simple terms for people who don't understand exactly what a hack is or what a cyber mm. attack is. Now, we here in the radio station had one about five years ago. We, ha- we have an A drive where we keep all the, say, the bits of audio I play of, you know, Leo Vrack or whatever during the show. And we save it all to one particular hard drive on the network called, it was the A drive, right? Uh, we have about uh, seven or eight different network drives. But this particular drive one day stopped working because somebody had opened an email we got the email from the ransomware people saying they wanted, um, I think at the time it was a Bitcoin or a half a Bitcoin or something mm-hmm. like that in return for releasing the uh, encrypted data, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Of course, we refused to pay it at the time. We lost that information. It wasn't such a big deal for us. It was old audio anyway. So we had to just you know, face the music. Yeah. We, we tried everything. We tried some of the best people in the business and there's nothing they could do to retrieve it. The no. only way out of it, I believe, was to pay and the danger, of course, of paying is if you pay once, they see you as an easy target and they might do it again to you. So where are we now with the HSE and how much information have these people actually blocked? And do they have access to the information? Well, it, what's happened to the HSE is basically a very large scale version of what you say happened to the radio station and, and your, your A drive. What has happened is ransomware, in other words, malware, in other words, virus, a very sophisticated virus, has gotten into the entire system, has potentially has the potential to lock up or encrypt all of the data across the entire health network and in such a way that it's impossible for anybody to unlock it with the exception of the hackers who will hand you over the keys to unlock it in exchange for uh, a ransom in and, and these keys are essentially a, a kind of password that's probably you know 300 characters long with all kind of bits and pieces in it yeah that's they're pretty much impossible to yeah. replicate and also they give they usually only give you like a few days or a week or something uh, maximum to to do it so um yeah so essentially that's what they've asked for that's the process that's happened uh, and you ask 20 well, million they want so that's one estimate based on... I'm assuming what, that's in Bitcoin. They don't. They never want it yes. in cash because obviously that's traceable. So it's in Bitcoin usually. Yeah, it's in cryptocurrency, usually yeah. in Bitcoin. Yeah. And you can see Bitcoin being transferred, but you've no idea who's transferring it or who's receiving it. They've also said that if it's, it, it's a double extortion threat. So they want two things. One, uh, a payment of up to $20 million. It might be a lot less than that, but 
let's say it's 20 million, in order to uh, unlock all of the data. That's the ultimate threat. The second demand then is that they say they have stolen an awful lot of people's personal sensitive medical information anyway. And, and by the way, but they're not just talking about medical information, we're all ta- also talking about payment information, bills, mm. HSEs, accounts themselves possibly as well. And all this information is locked away. Now I heard this morning, I think it was Crumlin Hospital they were talking to this morning on the radio, and they were saying just simple stuff like people's blood test results, x-ray results, they have no access to any of this at all. They're using pen and paper at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I'm, it's one of the problems here is it's not 100% clear what they do and what they don't have access to. One of the reasons for that, and it's maybe a conversation for another day, is because we don't really have a beefed-up national security cyber centre. We've kind of outsourced the whole thing to a couple of security companies. We, we don't really have significant cybersecurity resources in this country, no matter what anybody in, in government comes out and, and says at the moment. But um, as to this medical information that the hackers claim that they have stolen, you've mentioned some of it there. But what they say is that if a second amount of money isn't paid, that they will leak or they'll either sell it or they'll dump it uh, on the dark web. Now, um, if they do, in fact, have that information, they will dump it. I mean, there isn't much question. it Because if they don't dump it, if they don't carry out that threat, then the next person who they threaten with it will think, well, why should we yeah. take you seriously? Yeah, you're bluffing. Why should we take you seriously? So, unfortunately, this is kind of a business for them. These are very organized, very sophisticated. And what, what's the day, apart from GDPR issues, mm. obviously, what is, I mean, what is the, what's the day? I mean, look, people, yeah. your information, my information, if we've ever been to hospital or had a blood mm. test, that'll be all dumped somewhere that made made public, essentially. So, on one level, it's worthless. Like, like a CAT mm. scan that I've done, like, Who's going to bother buying that? Right? Uh, uh, right? I, I had one of those too about seven years ago. I don't think anyone's interested in my CAT scan. Yeah, or your colonoscopy. But <laughs> on, on another level, on another level, it, there, are two, there are two main threats from that. First of all, let's say they dump it and they don't do anything with it. But what happens now is that basically the the kind of scavenger gangs, scavengers start pouring all over. They get things like your PPS number. They get your conditions. They start sending you personalized um, scam emails, for example, like the one that you mentioned uh, a few mm-hmm. minutes ago, a phishing email, uh, very realistic, details that wouldn't ordinarily be known. You click on it. Now you're either uh, infected with ransomware or you're, in some extreme circumstances, could be a blackmail scenario. Let's say you went for... Um, uh, an STD, sexually transmitted disease test, and it wasn't, or you're being treated for something like that, and it's you're in a sensitive position. Um, let's say that you're uh, being treated for a sports injury, but you're a professional athlete, and your team doesn't know about it. I'm just I know, no, I know, no, I understand all there. the hypothetical situations. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and what about and, ba- and what about bank details? Because I, I, I don't. I mean, obviously, the HSE send out bills to people who've been in hospital. Yeah. So the hackers claim that they have some accounts information. They haven't gone into detail. In terms of what is claimed, you know, what they claim to have, there hasn't been an itemized list that the public has seen uh, as to what what that might do. It it could include bank details. It could include billing details, for example. And here's a stupid question, Adrian. Is there no? I mean, if we had a, had a foresight here at the radio station, we could have had a backup of that drive on a yep. you know a spare you know disconnected drive from the network. Mm-hmm. Is there no backup of all this information somewhere? They, they say that there are, but there are two issues around that. Num- number one, well, the 
CIO, the Chief Information Officer of the HSE, I rang him up the other day and he insisted that they did, but he, he did make another point and it was, look, like the HSE is a very big organization. We do IT upgrades on different bits of the organization or different hospitals or different agencies at different times and sometimes they're different systems because they all do different things. So yeah, we have backups, but like there might be 37 different backups and 37 different type of programs. A good example is last week there was another ransomware attack on a, an American uh, thing, uh, American fuel pipeline called Colonial That's Pipeline. That's right, not, yeah, yeah. And there was a, down, and there was a shortage of gas everywhere. That's right, yeah. okay. So what they paid. They, I think it was a $5 million and they paid a ransom. They paid it. But the decryption key that they got was so slow in decrypting the information, they ended up having to go to the backups anyway. They had backups. But see, here, well, here's the thing. Paul Reid has just come out to say it will cost the state tens of millions of euro to fix the network system impacted by last week's cyber attack on the HSE. This is according to Paul Reid. So if it's going to cost tens of millions to fix this and make it safe so they can't do it again, I'm assuming that would be the plan, by the way, as well. Mm. And by the way, I've heard from numerous people that in different sections of the Department of Health or being in hospitals, some of the computers still have Windows 98 on them. Now, I don't know how true 90, that is. 97, yeah. yeah About half of them do, yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Okay. So, it, but anyway, that if we're to spend tens of millions to fix mm. it, would it not be easier just to give them the 20 million that they want? So that's the logic, and that's the ransomware gang's logic, and that's why one in four ransom demands are, are actually paid. paid. Yeah, because if you're particularly, you talk to any IT security professional in Ireland, they'll tell you. If, you. if you have a medium to, to large company, and if the, the choice is, well, um, you know, spend six weeks trying to patch together all this stuff, lose business, lose money, or pay, in their case, might be a 150,000 euro ransom. They'll just pay it. Now, the other problem, by the way... Now, by the way, is, that, is the problem in paying it, and we did this is about the information we got at the time, going back five years ago, that if you pay it, now ours wasn't obviously millions, it was only a few thousand, but if you pay it, that then they see you as a soft target, and they'll come back and do you again. Uh, no, I don't think that's the worry. I think the worry is that if you do pay it, it's one thing for a business to pay it, privately and secretly and nobody knows about it um, if a government pays it and is seen to pay it uh, that no question there'll be more ransomware gangs because why wouldn't they because if a government if state policy is to pay the ransom then of course you know uh, every, every Russian gangs. or Eastern European gang which most of these seem to be Russian and Eastern European gangs they'll think Ireland's a soft target. Sure, we'll go for every department. Let's go yeah, for the revenue next. Yeah, there's also a moral argument about whether you should be funding crime well, as well. Well, I have to think we have to leave morals yeah. aside here. What's in the best interest of the general public and people waiting to get their surgeries or appointments this week? I think that's what's probably more important. Uh, yeah, that, that's one side. Another side is if you pay the ransom and uh, you know try to lessen the disruption there, how many more cyber attacks will you encourage on people next year, the year after, the year after that? How many more people might that? I, I mean, is it, I mean, sorry, Adrian, for asking, but I mean, no matter how good your security is and your company is or your department, be it a government department, can these individuals, these hackers, these criminals, can they get through anything? In other words, are we saying that the HSE and the Department of Health is lacking in its security systems in the way that it's been handled by the, it, or outsourced by this company? Or are we saying that everybody is vulnerable to this anyway? It doesn't matter how good you are. It, it's more the latter than the former. Now, you, look, let's let's go back to basics here. You have to have IC security. You have to have backups. But there is a certain standard which you're expected to do all that, after which uh, you are given some leeway if you are attacked in terms of being blamed. But for example, the North Koreans, the Chinese, or the Russians, sometimes 
and attack different countries. Now, they have such high-level hackers with such skills that it's not reasonable to expect a normal company or a normal organization or even an organization like the HSE to be able to repel all attacks. What the HSE is saying in this case is that they're describing it as what they call a zero-day attack. That's tech jargon, but what it basically means is that um, the it, it was based on a weakness in a software or hardware system that nobody knew about, not even the company making the system, that therefore you couldn't have foreseen that you would be attacked that way. Uh, but, now, but when you say you couldn't have foreseen, somebody yep. did say to them about six months ago, I can't remember, I read this away in the paper the other day, that somebody did say about six months ago that this was bound to happen very, very soon. Yeah, they, they, but people, people would say that there is a and, but, but particularly the HSE, happen, they, they, they refer to the HSE. Well, I mean, I've written an awful lot of articles about the problem of Windows 7 computers in the HSE and the fact that they're outdated and the fact that they're having to pay over a million quid a year more just to support these outdated machines and, and that it could lead to more security vulnerabilities. What the HSE will say is, yeah, that's a fair point. But on the other hand, the reason we're paying a million quid to Microsoft is that they guarantee that they, we get the same proper protection. Yeah, see, is, isn't the problem, and I don't want to go into this too technical, but isn't the problem that a lot of the systems that were set up, both maybe in the revenue commissioners, in the HSE, in all the government departments, the software that was set up was set up many years ago. And it runs, basically, I, I remember working in a radio station not too long ago, actually about 15 years ago, that was still running Windows 3.1 um, on, a, on a Windows 98 computer. In other words, mm. they were running it through, a, what, uh, uh, I can't remember the word they use now. Anyway, they were running this mm. because the particular software used in the radio station for this particular task only ran on Windows 3.1 because it was so old. Is that the case with a lot of the software, that, they're, that it, it's so old it actually can't it, be run on Windows that, 10 or that, something like that? Yeah, that's the case with things like specialist medical equipment. If you go in, if you ever have like a scan or you go in for a procedure, you look at a, uh, an operating theatre in a hospital, you'll see an awful lot of big clunky metal machines, right? And sometimes you'll see a little screen attached to that and it'll, you know, you'll look like, well, that looks like Microsoft Windows that's controlling it. Now, that yeah. might be a very old version of Microsoft Windows. Now, the reason that they have that old version of Microsoft Windows is twofold. First of all, it's not connected to the internet, right? So therefore, you can't actually get at it with a security virus. But the second reason is that the big, huge German medical machine that cost 150 grand or 350 grand, they actually haven't updated the system to work with the latest version of Windows. Now, that's that's what the H. That's one of the reasons the HSE says it still has Windows 7, for example, in the system. The banks will say the same for ATM machines. A lot of the ATM machines, for example, around town. Still work on. Ah, the don't be saying that. You'd be giving people ideas. <laughs> well, no, but they're not connected to the web. Is <laughs> no, I know. Point, yeah. You know. Okay, but, but, um, but okay. I, 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 because I know you're stuck for time as well as I do. So when the HSE say they don't know when this will be fixed. I mean, and you're saying time is of the essence because these hackers basically say, well, look, you've got three days. We couldn't be bothered wasting our time because they've other people to hack. Uh, and so what will happen or how long do you think these hackers will wait for their money? Uh, I mean, it, it, and, and I'm sorry this sounds a bit fudgy, but it, it depends on how advanced the ransom demand process is. Paul, the HSC has said they've received or they're aware of demand. We don't yet know how advanced that is. And I know that sounds weird, but... Um, well, see, well, anybody at this stage could could email the HSE 
you know, from a, a blocked IP address and say, listen, I've, I'm the one who did this. I want 50 million in my bank account tomorrow, you know, in Bitcoin, and I'll release it. And they might not necessarily be the right person. I, I assume there has to be some sort no. of code. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's not as simple as that. I mean, when what happens is there, there is a process by which they, they kind of verify their credentials. That says, right. This is what we did, this is what we did, this is how we got in. Like, we don't even know for sure how they got in. We don't know whether it was and how long email. And how long they've been snooping around in there. No, we think it's probably at least um, a, a couple of weeks, but we but we don't know for sure. And this is well, this is one of the problems, by the way, about not having a proper national cybersecurity center. I know that information like this can be sensitive from a security point of view. The problem is it gets focused in a, a few individuals, and when this is all over, what will we have learned? Will we have actually learned lessons? Will we have better systems in place? It's not clear right now that we will. Well, we, need, well, we, we, we need to start up. To, look, the world has gone this way. Everything we, we do now is controlled by computers. I mean, it may not have been necessary 15, 20 years ago, but it's definitely necessary now. Now, I know we have the Garda National Cybersecurity Centre, but we need something better than that. We need a dedicated um, surveillance team that watch this kind of stuff all the time. Costs a lot of money, though. Oh, absolutely. Well, look, yeah, you got to invest. You know, I mean, you really do have to invest to make sure things are right in the future because we cannot have this happen again. We just can't. And that's if we recover from this because this could be a disaster. Absolute disaster. Uh, we look, we, 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 we probably will recover from this. Uh, uh, you know, couldn't I, happen at the worst time, mind you. No, it no. couldn't. No, no, and couldn't. And a lot of people be very worried about this. I mean, it, it is a little bit regrettable that the information isn't uh, a little bit clear coming down from Cohen. But I have to say this, this ransomware gang and ransomware in general, it is a major problem. About half of all businesses, you know, get hit with some sort of attack along these lines every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, what, I mean, with, with respect, just finally in relation to that, Obviously, one of our big systems would be the revenue commissioners, mm. which would be disastrous if this happened to the revenue commissioners, if they didn't it know who owed them tax or whatever. It's kind of funny if everybody's salary. Everybody's probably thinking, I wish it was the revenue commissioners. But, if it, um, but if it, they, do they have a better system in place? Uh, as in, do they have fewer Windows 7 computers? I, I think they do, yeah. But um, th- th- I think the revenue is one of the most prioritized um, organizations that the government has in terms of making sure that their their IT systems are beefed up. I mean, obviously, uh, Ireland is theoretically a big target because we've so many, with about a third of all of Europe's data is housed in Ireland, right? We've massive data centers here. We've some of the biggest tech companies here. We've some of the biggest multinationals, etc. So Ireland is a, is, is a target anyway. We only, but, but when those big companies are attacked, we don't hear about it because their resources are phenomenal. They are well able to take care of themselves. It's only when yeah, I know we, we we've like seen this. Happens. Yeah, we've seen this before with Amazon and Facebook and other companies like that. They're down for half an hour and they're back up again. Right. Yeah. Right. But unfortunately, not with the HSC. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Adrian. Thanks for explaining all that to us, Adrian Weckler, who's the tech editor of the Irish Sunday Independent. 